Hey, what the fuck's up, people? This is gonna sound kind of funny. I'm walking and there's traffic, so bear with me. But then again, I don't know if they'll even post this. Um, I, 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 like I said, my life is just falling into ruin over and over again. This last year has been just fucking terrible. I've lost just about everything I fucking have, and the things that I do have, I'm holding on to by a thread. Uh, I have no personal vehicle. I just started my new job on Monday. I'm taking uh, the train for those that live around here. It's a smart train. Uh, one I actually was dead set against and hated that they were even putting money into such a stupid fucking project. Uh, but it's getting me to working back right now. So I am, uh, I'm using this train. Um, so far this year, uh, lost my car, uh, I've lost huh, a couple jobs, which is bizarre, uh, just fucking bizarre, I, I haven't been fired, I don't know, I don't, honestly, probably fucking 20, like 15 or 12 years before, before this year. All of a sudden, I can't seem to keep a fucking job down. Uh, in a trade that I've been in since I was 18. Um, I turned 41 on fucking September 5th. Uh, my daughter texted me. My mom hit me up the day after. After I kind of guilted her into it. Uh, just no... There's nothing holding me down here, people. I mean, like, down on the ground. What am I even fucking doing? Living to work, working to live, you know, I, I live with this fucking woman that's sub, subletting a, a rented house, and she doesn't do a fucking thing, dude. My, my rent's 1100 for the fucking master bedroom. She's been in this house for like 20 years, so she probably pays fucking, I don't know, something like 1200 bucks a month total. Well, I'm renting the master for 1100 She's renting out the other room for like 950 and she still charges, it's $100 a month for water. For water, she's charging me. And I told her, I don't watch cable. And, so, and I'm getting to pay for her cable and phone as well. Because, hey, why the fuck not? Why should this baby boomer bitch pay for a fucking thing, right? Well, in this bonky fucking, you know, unbelievable world, she's... A better uh, candidate as, as, for a fucking rental than I am? Some fucking bitch that doesn't work? Sublets the house to people she doesn't know, really? And then acts like a fucking, like the owner of the place? I mean, I, 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 you know, from what I understand, most rental agreements state right on the fucking agreement you're not to sublet. Okay? They don't, they don't want you subletting. They don't want you making money off of their fucking property. Which I think is pretty fucking reasonable. Um, and I moved in the house with totally thinking that she owned it. There was, you know, she never said, oh, by the way, this is a rented house. Nothing uh, like that. But that's the situation. And, you know, I had about a month between finding a job. And when you're on foot and got nothing but a phone and the internet... Um, you know, I try to stack up interviews to make the best out of Uber trips and shit like that. <clears throat> um, 
and it took me about a job about 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 a month but i found you know i got hired essentially to three different places but um one of those was an hvac job similar to what i'm used to in a little bit different type of an industry but but still within my specialty whatnot um it didn't it's hard really hard to explain to people why i'm 41 years old and don't own a car um (laughs) you know it's it's just fucking crazy man so my mom she was 15 when she uh, got pregnant with me my daddy was a couple years older than she was um right after they got married he went up for a couple years he got caught in a stolen car with some blow um he did he only did like two years um but for whatever reason and i'm thoroughly convinced it's my mom's own selfishness at this point um there was never an effort to reconnect me to my biological father and you got to ask why you know why why not make an effort to connect this boy to his biological father well when I was three, she remarried this guy that, you know, he played in a band and, you know, just swept her off her fucking feet, right? Well, he was an all right fella, I guess. Until they had a son. She gave him a son. And then I was his punching bag from about then on. Uh, <clears throat> One time, I mean, a friend of mine had a, my best, best friend in the small town I grew up in. His name was David as well. Uh, For some fucking reason, we thought it would be funny to tell my little brother, he was a toddler, you know, why don't you go in and tell your dad you hate him? Don't know why, have no idea to this day why we would even uh, suggest such a thing. Um, But he did, and uh, like clockwork, you know, my stepdad asked him, you know, who told told you to tell me, where'd this come from? And oh, David told me. I must have been, uh, I think I'm about five years older than my young, uh, next brother. Um, this grown man sat on my chest and did something called boxing my ears. He open hand slapped my fucking, the side of my face and head back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he stood me up by my neck, fucking put me up against the wall and tell me, don't you ever fucking say that tell my son to tell me that again and uh i didn't obviously um but that was just the beginning of a of a 10-year fucking relationship of me being this man's fucking punching bag he never laid a hand on any of my half brothers never touched my fucking mother and i can't say he didn't mentally abuse her he was he was a piece of shit in every fucking way but as far as physical abuse no, my mom just watched me take that shit for a fucking decade. A decade. Uh, then when I was about 12, <clears throat> uh, got sent, I mean, they sent me up to uh, Oregon to visit my grandparents for a summer, which was amazing. I always, I loved my grandparents more than my parents. Um, and uh, about halfway through the trip up there, she gave me a call and said, David, I've got great news. We're never going back to Paul's. 
I got us an apartment, Santa Rosa, and me and you are moving out. Well, this is just amazing to me. Amazing. Uh, my great-grandparents actually drove me back from Oregon. Uh, so, <laughs> my great-grandpa could help with the move. I come from a young family. Um, and uh, the whole time, you know, from the time they heard that on, my, my grandfather knew what I was going through. He knew it like as if he'd lived with us, much more than my mom seemed to know, you know? Which is fucking weird, man. And he was so happy for me, just so happy for me. So, 13, you know, we've, <clears throat> my mom's taking me in to start my first day at middle school. And uh, that's right when she tells me, hey, David, I, I've got a new love in my life. Um, this guy, you know, you'll, you won't believe how amazing he is. Uh, this threw me into fucking tears, into absolute tears. I was sobbing. I couldn't fucking believe it. Could not believe it that she was jumping into another relationship so fast and so hard. So for the next year and a half or so, she just left me in that fucking shit box apartment and spent the night at her boyfriend's house every night. And uh, on occasion, they'd, you know, come by and, and they'd feed me before he fucking fucked my mother or whatever. But essentially, I was just alone in a fucking foodless fucking apartment for about a year and a half until she finally decided we were going to move in with him. This man has not liked me from the jump. Uh, he, you know, he, he lived in like a three-bedroom house. But when we moved in, he couldn't even clear off a bed for me. He had a room with like a bed that was half... It was like a fucking queen-size bed, but half of it was piled up with boxes. And he cleared off half of it for me and said, here's your bed. So... Real fucking nice guy. Um, and whatever, dude. Talk about a cuck, right? Sloppy fucking thirds, homie. Um, but whatever. Um, I was at the age then. I mean, if my mom had not left my stepdad, I was having fantasies about killing him anyways. And, uh, and no joke, people. Um, it's a pretty bad place for a 12-year-old to be. I was good at baseball. Baseball was really the only thing in my life. And I was just waiting for the right time to beat that motherfucker to death while he was asleep. And I was going to do it. I was going to do it. It was just a matter of time. And uh, he should be happy that my mom left him because it saved his fucking faggot ass life. Um, maybe it saved mine too. Although I probably would have been okay. Um, a lot of things would have come out in trial and I don't know might have been called self-defense even though the motherfucker was sleeping uh, it's really hard to say I was just listening to a true crime episode where something similar happened and you know all the kid got was probation or you know he wasn't a kid at that point he was like 18 or 19 me I, you know at 13 or 14 I think I probably would have got away with it. So, man, they could have subpoenaed teachers. 
there's bruises on me all the fucking time. <sighs> but during that year and a half or so on my own, um, I did what kids do, right? When you don't have any fucking guidance. Um, somehow I ended up kicking it with the, you know, with rough kids, man. You know, uh, every time I changed schools, it came with a series of fights, you know, uh, and these weren't vicious fights or nothing, you know, these are middle grade, you know, nobody got hurt, but, you know, when you're that age, it's, it certainly feels like, you know, heavyweight shit, I mean, it feels like a very big deal, there's always people watching, you don't want to look like a punk, um, so I just, you know, been fighting since I was very young, just as a, as a matter of kind of fact, just life. Uh, to this day, I'd have no problem just fucking going to my fists. <laughs> uh, in fact, my daughter was dating a kid and that uh, almost got the shit beat out of him. And he's really, really, really lucky he didn't. Uh, <clears throat> but there was just way too many fucking people in between me and him. And uh, <laughs> he just got lucky. But... I'm not really adverse to violence, people. Um, got an upbringing that <clears throat> made me so disgusted with violence towards children. But violence towards another man? No. I don't have any feeling for it at all. Um, my feeling is you get what you get. You should watch your fucking mouth and you should treat everybody with respect. And if you haven't learned that lesson by now, I'm happy to give it to you. But I also carry a lot these days, and you can't you can't get into petty petty bullshit like that. Um, so at about fourteen, you know, I had a buddy, good close buddy in the town that we were living in, and uh, I went down to spend the weekend with him, and we were walking around at night, and we found a old timer who left his garage door open. He had like a bunch of, uh, I don't know what it was, some, some sort of Canadian whiskey in a plastic bottle. Well, we snatched that and started drinking. And you, I don't know, you, kids know what it's like to be drinking at that, at that age, but the shit goes down pretty easy when you're that young and you don't really realize how much you're drinking. Anyways, uh, we ended up over uh, near the river slash freeway in this area and uh somehow our dumbasses decided it was a great time to to light a fire you know we just have a campfire well we lit the whole side of the freeway on fire this is my first arrest um i got to uh got to go get booked into uh juvenile hall have my mom come pick me up and then I got all the talking to, you know, the bullshit and, you know, whatever that is. You know, I don't know. I don't even know if she was mad at me. And I ended up getting some community service for it. Did my community service. My buddy that did it with me, he never even did his community service. And somehow just they forgot about it. Which happened to me again. Uh, a couple years later, I was about... Uh, 
14 or 15, something like that. And uh, my mom and number three, I'm going to call him. Stepdad number three. Or stepdad number two, but husband number three. Um, they decided they were going to go out of town. And they left me with his mom in Lake County. And his mom is, was a nice lady. Uh, but she was, you know, devout Catholic. And wasn't that jazzed about, you know, my mom's past and her son, you know? I, I didn't really understand it back then, but looking back, I, I know exactly why she was uh, kind of snotty with my mom. Because, you know, she looked like a whore. <laughs> but anyways, it's hard to see that when you're 14 and it's your mom. Um, <sighs> so, they left me and I had nothing to do and I look up and I saw her truck was still there. She had a, like a little GMC Sonoma. It was like a, just a little truck. And the keys were hanging up on the thing. So I thought, fuck it, you know, I'll just take this thing for a little stroll around Lake County. And uh, I mean, I, I took it out, drove down some frontage roads and then I was got myself thoroughly nervous and decided, you know, I better go put this thing back before anything bad happens. And, you know, so I moved it back. I parked it exactly where it was, hung the keys up exactly where they were. But then she came showing up about 20 minutes later. And first thing out of her mouth was, did you drive my truck? And I said, no. What in the world would give you that idea? And she said, and she gave me an out. She said, you know, my neighbor called me and said, somebody's driving your truck around. And at that point, I should have gave it up. But I still said, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't take it. And then she pretty much dropped it. And I got to give her props. She, uh, she like acted like it was no big deal uh, for the next day and a half or so that I was there. And uh, then when my mom and number three came back to get me, uh, I noticed that uh, she, she called him into the room and wanted to, you know, to talk to him alone. And at that point, I knew I was sunk. You know, I just didn't know. You know, I, I didn't really care. You know, what's this motherfucker going to do to me? I don't care. Um, well, he kept his mouth shut. And we all piled into his Volkswagen bus and started he heading over a hill called Hopling Grade. And uh, this is a, it's a pretty gnarly uh, highway that takes you up into Lake County from Highway 101. And it's, uh, it goes, you, you go over a huge mountain. That's why it's called a grade. And anyways, he took me about to the top of the mountain where there's a nice big pull out. And he walked over the sliding door and he slammed it open and he grabbed me by my neck. Threw me out of the truck right up against the berm. So I had about a cliff on one side and this angry fucking, uh, I don't know, six foot something fucking dude in front of me. You know, so nowhere to go. And he, uh, he asked me, he said, did you take my mother's truck? And I said, no, sir. <laughs> and he fucking slapped me like a man. <clears throat> then he asked me again, did you take my mother's truck? 
And I said, yeah. Yeah, dude, I took it. So they threw me back in the truck, in his, in his van, and uh, we drove home. The whole fucking time. It was about an hour, hour and a half to get home. Telling me how much of a piece of shit I am. Fucking loser. Never going anywhere. Just, just basically... Just, just giving me just every fucking fucked up thing you could say to somebody for an hour and a half while my mom sat there fucking silent, right? Well, this, uh, this went on and on and on into the night. They beat me up over it. and By the time it was all said and done, I felt so fucking bad. I, uh, I ate a whole bottle of ibuprofen. A whole bottle of it. I was done. Just done. At 14 years old. Done. Um, and I didn't tell anybody. But the next morning, I was so god-awful fucking sick that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. My stomach felt like somebody was literally like wringing it out like a towel. Um, and it just kept throwing up until it was all out of me god bless i don't i don't know why uh it should have killed me should have totally destroyed my kidneys and liver and just it should have killed me but it didn't um and i never told him about that i did tell my mom uh, you know when i was in my 20s um but she had no idea never knew never knew so I was pretty much done with high school at that point or any school at that point um started working and stuff and he couldn't wait to get me out of the house and you know he he had this talk with me you know it's uh you know I want to be your stepdad you know I'm you know blah 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 and I said look buddy you know I've had a stepdad and I hated his fucking guts you know, I could really use a friend, you know? You want to be a, an older friend? Kind of show me the ropes? You know, that's what I could really use. You know, you want to be a mentor? I just don't want to call you dad. You're not my fucking dad. In fact, you know, when I was eight or nine, I, I was asking my mom you know, a lot of questions about where my dad was. I wanted to know where he was. I wanted to know who I was. Um... And this was around the same time that number two was pushing me to take his name. And he wanted to go through the adoption process. Looking back, I realized this would have, you know, it was a ploy to rope my mom in. You know, was, this was, their relationship was falling apart. But if he could, if he could adopt me, right, you know, my mom would see that as such a sign of goodwill and it would have able to drug things out for longer. But I said, no, I, no, I want to stay Baker. I want to keep my last name Baker. That's who I am and that's my name. And this obviously offended this other number two, you know, to no end. How dare I want to keep the name of the man that abandoned me? Only thing is, they left out the fact that he didn't abandon me. My mother divorced him when he was in prison, knew exactly where the fuck he was, and she's the one that kept me from him. So, 
I started getting into big, bigger and bigger trouble, man, you know, and by the time I was uh, in my 20s, or shit, 16 is when I, you know, got caught for stealing a car, and that was a real deal deal, me and a buddy of mine uh, took a car out, <clears throat> took, uh, it's joyriding, we had no intent in like selling it or anything, but so we took this nice Toyota Tacoma and drove it about... 30 miles out and as soon as we switched seats so my buddy could drive home he fucking drove us right into a tree um, and we walked back we walked the whole way back when we got back into town the next the next day the next afternoon my buddy had a welt on his forehead it was clear that he'd been in a car accident me I was covered in scratches and bumps and bruises we looked like we'd been in a car accident. And uh, we went right to my... I told my mom, oh, Casey, you know, he slipped and hit his head on a coffee table. No big deal. Um, we went right to my room, went to sleep. And uh, a couple hours later, door knocks and it's the cops. They want to talk to Casey, my buddy. And I'm thinking, fuck. Oh, man. So they took him. And then about two hours later, they came back for me. And... Uh, that was a big deal. I got, uh, actually got some time for that one, I do believe. Oh, no, you know what? Went to court for that. My stepdad drove me, number three. And, uh, when they got to me, when they got to my name, they said, you know what, Mr. Baker? We don't really know what you've done because we've lost your file. <laughs> yes, people, the, the justice system is just as chaotic and stupid as everybody else. So they had to just let me go. But my stepdad was furious. It wasn't good enough that I, uh, you know, nothing was ever good enough. No punishment was ever good enough. Um, but because I didn't actually get, you know, this on my record as a youngster, he was, you know, he felt like an, an injustice had been done to him as a taxpayer. Um... And so they lost my file. I didn't see any time. But just a year after that, uh, I had been on probation basically from the time I was 12 on up because it's the type of probation where any basic, any, any infraction at all, and it's, it's a violation, so you get 30 days as an adult. I don't remember what it was as a youngster. but um, And so constantly getting in trouble for you know minor in possession you know and that's mostly what it was you know us drinking and getting caught and whatnot uh, but then uh, you know around 17 I uh, got in a fight with some Jewish kid and I didn't even know he was Jewish uh, but as I was kicking the shit out of him I was saying things like yeah I'm gonna sock you in your Jewish fucking nose cause he had a big nose and shit like that and uh Somehow there was a park ranger in the in the Carl's Jr. parking lot that saw what was going down and pulled a gun to you know stop and put me under arrest, which was a shock to me. I didn't know park rangers had that authority. They they do. And uh, sitting in the back of the guy's car, uh, this uh, Kike's fucking dad came up. And, was looking at me and shit and all mad because I beat up his son that was my age. Um, and I started, you know, 
Oh, you're the kike that, you know, I, I was mouthy as fuck. And uh, they charged me with a hate crime. They charged me with a hate crime. So I got like assault battery in, with an enhancement of a hate crime. And I got to, uh, I got three months in juvenile hall for that. I got to spend my 18th birthday in juvenile hall. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was, uh, around 25, I, I spent the 40 bucks or so to do an internet, proper internet search, and I found my father. And, uh, he took me, uh, we met at a nice pizza place in Petaluma, exchanged niceties, and I brought my daughter and my daughter's mom, and got to meet them. Um, and then I kind of heard his side of the story, and uh, it was all just too much, man. Um, right after that, my daughter's birthday came up, and he sent her like a $200 camera and this is like in you know 2003 or something so that was very expensive more expensive than I was comfortable with and I wrote him back saying you know I uh I didn't do this to hurt you man I didn't I really didn't and I'm sorry about this all but I, I there's just been too much time too much pain and I don't think I, I can have a relationship with you but I needed to do this for myself I needed to meet you and see what you were all about and I have three half brothers that I've never met from him that I'd like to um maybe someday but uh that was it he didn't try very hard to sway my mind otherwise uh, I mean and I didn't expect him to I think it was proper for him to respect what I was asking for and he did now however I, I wish he hadn't um, you know sure would be nice to know I had somebody else out there that gave a fuck about me but uh yeah I don't even know if I'll post this man but uh For all you fucking people out there that talk about white privilege and shit. You have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, maybe I'll do a couple more posts like this. Just to let you guys know a little bit about myself. And how I've come to be who I am. And it sure ain't been fucking easy. And it's getting harder. So, I don't know. Y'all take care of each other. And like I've said, if, if anybody does want to help me out, and God knows I could use it, uh, there's a PayPal button on my website, living-california.com. And, uh, yeah. Could definitely use the help. And I'm not the one, to, not the type to ask, but my life is just just fucking terrible right now and uh i just need to get enough money together to get a car and a couple grand to get the fuck out of this state and uh leave all these these god-awful fucking memories behind but anyways y'all take care peace out